Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Alright, back in the studio with Tyler D and pour some sugar on B. <laughs> Let's put him up. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. How are we feeling tonight? Oh, man. If I was any more steamed up, we could get a good clam bake going in here. <laughs> I am pumped about tonight's zone. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've got some good stuff for tonight. Among my favorite segments are the synthetic sequels. Yes. This is all original thought here, with the exception of the fact that someone else made a movie about it first. <laughs> to start with. And then sequels, we, totally us. Awesome. To all us. I'm excited about some synthetic yes. sequels. I want to just jump right in to some synthetics. We've got some good ones for you tonight, Blake. And I was going to say, we flipped the script. Tonight, I am a studio head. That's right. You're the you big guys, you're We're going to present you with our sequels. You guys are bringing me the scripts. You give us your honesty. You got the big swinging nuts. And I'm thirsty for my scripts. That's <laughs> He's right. ready to swing. <laughs> well, should we start? I'm, I'm ready to... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We got to jump in. I'm ready it's to so hear good. some scripts whenever you are. Yes. Right. Picture this. <laughs> I love the hands. Oh, oh, he's jumping right into the batter's box. Right. Wow me, I need something. We're hurting here. Swinging for the fences right off the bat. How about a little Twister 2 F5? A sequel to Twister? The yes. sequel to F5. Twister. We have yet to have a sequel to Twister, and F5 is kind of a cool name. I'm intrigued. Would you I would, like to know more? I would like to know more. Yes, please. Proceed. Joe is back to tackle the most powerful tornadoes on Earth. She's completely devastated after learning that her husband, Bill, and longtime friend, Dusty, have died in a horrific hotspot. Joe gathers a new research team, the best of the best, to determine why this particular area seems to be so deadly. She has always heard stories from her father that this tornado hotspot was by far the most dangerous. Joe and her new team hope to be successful with their state-of-the-art technology, Dorothy X, Ooh. in mapping the area for research and saving lives of all that live in the area. Joe and Bill's 16-year-old daughter, Haley, insists on coming with her mom for the ride. Will they survive the journey? Ooh. How good is that? How do you feel about it? Do I'm like, into it. Yeah. Now I got some questions. Okay. I have very few concerns. I like Dorothy X. That's a cool name. Oh yeah, I'm that's thinking. A, and Dorothy X has come like Dorothy's that's a, that's come a long way. That's since appropriate. Before. Let's first talk about like the well, evolution of Dorothy X because because Dorothy mm-hmm. was a cool part of the original and obviously played a huge oh, part. Of, but Dorothy of the plot. X is like serious now. It's like we're thinking recreational vehicle. Yeah, it's, it's like full like that. RV that's style. That's where like, I was thinking. The like, entire thing. Like is. instead of it being attached to a truck that needs to be driven in yeah. somewhere, like the whole thing can be driven in somewhere. You like, literally remotely. just like detach it out. Just like maybe something yeah. that could be like either a drone or land driven. Yeah, I'm and thinking land driven with reverse aerodynamics that keep it on the ground even in F5 yes. conditions. See, now we're on to something. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you can just hang out in the middle of the biggest tornado and get all the data you need. So you took care of the fact that we obviously won't be able to cast and sadly won't be able no, to cast. Bill and Dusty, we've lost them. We've lost Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and Bill Paxton. Um, 
So we have some new characters here. Condolences. So there's a new research team here. So Helen Hunt, obviously, this can't She'll be, be done. Key this back. cannot be done without Helen Hunt. It will only be done. Yeah. With it, Helen it has Hunt. zero attachment to the original, and you can't even use any of the same story. Like it's even unfair to use Dorothy if Helen isn't back to participate. There's got to be one other character that comes back, and that would be Alan Ruck. Okay. Cameron from yeah no no that's perfect has he's to on come the team. back he's part of the research team but there's a new research team you need like another familiar face he would be back on board I feel like you need Josh Gad no Josh Josh Gad. Gad is a great choice Man. I feel like he like is already on this research team you could get Disney to back this just if you were able to get Josh Gad involved <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wait you got Josh okay, okay I feel like Daniel Kaluuya. Would be an amazing and addition. Nice to, ooh, because he does he does smart, smart really well, and he can do like oh, he's yeah. Just such okay, a good actor. I can see that. I can see that. How about uh, Jay Baruchel? Jay Baruchel. 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 It's Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. That's I can perfect. definitely see him for a little comedic. Uh, yeah, but he's quirky, escape. but he's smart and could fit in well. He no, looks like he, a storm chaser. He does look like a storm Absolutely. chaser. Absolutely. You know who I also could see? I haven't seen him anything in a while. That would be cool. I could see to bring like some of the young flavor. Like, you know, all the storm chasers from like Oklahoma are running around. I feel like who could kind of portray yes. that is like. The, the one is trying to get the whole thing on YouTube the whole time yeah, to get I feel like, like that publicity could be Jay, for him. And I feel like Nolan Gould. Now that's yeah. better. Uh-huh. He fits um, more of that demographic. Luke Dumphy from Modern Family could be like a great new addition. He's, he's super that. smart. I'm into that. Could again bring like a different flavor, but like that could sounds like a good research team to me. This is filling out nicely. Well, so we also what's your budget on that? We have more to discuss, and there's just too many questions up in the air. Like again, w- without without Helen, this dog ain't gonna hunt. No, and Helen, <laughs> just name your price, because. But we've added. The 16-year-old daughter of Joe and Bill. We have Haley. I, I like that addition. That did not slip by me. And casting is going to be pretty important for Haley. We picked the perfect person for this, We've we got believe. It. She already said yes. Wow, me. Millie Bobby Brown. You know, I didn't think you had it in you. I, I didn't think you had <laughs> the stuff to wow me with that. I was. Ex- what are your thoughts? I, I love it. It's perfect, isn't it? I love it. It's perfect. Now, she can add like a whole, like she can, she could work with dark and you can make it like... The Twister movie. She can be serious, but she's like, but she just fits it, and you know that she could be quite believable. Right, obviously, like. Mm. No, I'm like. She would. I mean, there's not just like any kid that would be able to like. Oh yeah, you can come out and like fight the most like dangerous tornadoes on her, but her like, I feel it's like eleven can handle this. She's been through crazier. Okay, she, she can handle some F fives. She can stop an F five with her mind. <laughs> no, how do you feel about it? No, I, I feel really good about this. This is greenlit for further discussion. Okay, we, we need to we need to, nice. we need to explore. We got um, th- this is good. We got one. Let's see what else you got. How about Blow Two, the second job? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's even a bad name for a porn. Come on. That's just... The second job. I don't want to hear any more about it. Oh, man. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. No more brothers, Diego. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so good. I'm into it, but I get it, Blake. Blair, tell me you got something better than that. I know you'll be excited about this. second job. All right. (laughs) Next, we have Romy and Michelle's 25th. Woo! 
Watch out, Tucson. Here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, that's so perfect. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they are back. Okay. What are your initial thoughts? If they're already involved, and we have oh, the, we have we have the two. This is great. So it, it's 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 another them. reunion. It's their twenty fifth reunion. I'm into this. <laughs> okay. I would like to hear more if you have like a, a synopsis ready to go. I'm into uh, exploring this a little further. Okay. So since their high school reunion, Romy and Michelle have become extremely successful with their store and fashion designs. Their friends have even been able to see them make appearances in magazines and prominent actors wearing their pieces. Romy and Michelle can now go into their 25th reunion confident and accomplished. As the reunion approaches, they find themselves utterly jealous of close friend Heather Mooney and her life with Cowboy. (laughs) She seems to have it all with professional success, a happy marriage, and beautiful children. After many failed relationships and having no children of their own, the girls feel that they've missed out on having the families they've always wanted while achieving fame. Perhaps Romeo and Michelle will find love at their 25th high school reunion. So the first one's about success. The second one's about love. You're yes. going to bring back original characters. Yeah. Do a little more Heather Mooney, who, as far as I'm concerned, was the best part. You got to um, have Heather Mooney back. This works, you guys. Like if, You're into if, it. If everyone, who needs like it? To, if everyone who needs to be involved, and I'm talking Justin no. Thoreau. I'm okay, talking, no, I was going to say, so our I'm top talking four. Janine. We got to uh, have Lisa Garoppolo Cujo, back in Mira there. Mira Sorvino, Janine Garofalo is, of course, there. Justin Thoreau is in. If they're in, I'm in. That's okay. all I need is that four. That's the really all four, I need. We could play around with some possible love interests. Well, I'd like a possible cameo from... Uh, who did she say? Fuck off, Toby. Oh, fuck, Toby. Fuck off, Toby. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> it is a reunion. You know Toby will be like leading the whole thing. Only so. cameo I need outside the fuck floor. Fuck off, Toby. <laughs> I just need at least three fuck off Tobys. That's it. <laughs> this thing's gold. <laughs> so there could be some good love interests at the reunion. Like, I don't know if Sandy Frank or Billy Christensen's going to be a thing. Is going to be new people. Uh, yeah. I think you might need to move on. But I, like I don't know how you're going to introduce new people that... They didn't know before. Maybe significant um, others of people that are coming back. Hmm. Or maybe it's just people that you didn't realize in high school. For sure. That could be, you know, that you're in such a different place. Or maybe while they're in town for the reunion, they meet somebody in town, not necessarily tied to the school. And they bring them to the reunion. Okay. So we're working it out. There's clearly some kinks that needed to be worked out. But if the script is strong Mm -hmm. and we got the we got the four that we need. Yeah. Plus Mm -hmm. a little cameo. I'm in. You're okay. in. I'm in. All right. We got another. I'm, I'm in. I can, I can approve a solid budget for that. We can we can move on that quickly. In the can. Yeah. So also, how do you feel about the seventh sense? <laughs> in Night Shyamalan's long-awaited sequel to The Sixth Sense. Everybody's dead. <laughs> you must be kidding. <laughs> yes, Can't of believe. course we're kidding. Bring that crap Come in here. <laughs> Come <Take> on. <laughs> what about the sequel to Superbad? Too bad. Are you into something like that? <laughs> too, too bad. Too spelled out numerically, yes. of course. The so number two, of course. You know, it needs to be done. The first one was so great. The there's a, there's one a lot of ways to be done. There's, there's a, a lot of ways it can be done. There's a lot of ways it can be done. 
Let's hear what you got. We got a pretty good idea for you. How about, you know, Seth and Evan reunite and are now roommates in their hometown after going to separate colleges, if you uh, remember That's right. correctly. They had to go That's right. and get into Dartmouth. <laughs> Evan, who attended Dartmouth, lands a great job and supports Seth, who went to community college and is still figuring out his passion. Fogel, who also went to Dartmouth, now works with Evan. This fuels Seth's continuous jealousy as the boys fight about Seth's codependency <laughs> issues. <laughs> Evan and Fogel insist on helping Seth find his way and truly what makes him happy, which has only really been one thing, drawing dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Seth catches a lucky break when an anonymous art collector stumbles upon his work and appreciates his vision. Seth is elated to find out that it's his longtime crush, Jules. Oh, that's so great. Who is now a famous celebrity in Hollywood. Life has a funny way of working out that sometimes may surprise you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, Who knew? Well, because it wasn't going to work. I didn't want you to continue it in high school and do it with like another cast. That's what I was really hoping that That's you would avoid. That's what they always do for sequels. They I don't do get that. it. Why would you do the same story with new people that a you like, don't want? A guaranteed way to like, like lose interest immediately. Them, the same core group who we're already invested in. Right. And then moving on and out of high school and like, is it? That's I like that. You're, yeah. you're you're keeping the essence of the original. It's the rest of the story. Their story continues. You know that they would all be into it immediately. You think? They didn't know that the first one was going to have the success that it was. Right. Same we people know. coming back: yeah. Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, Christopher Mintz-Plasse, and Emma Stone. If you got the four, you got me in. I mean, those are the main four that you need for this. You get Apatow involved and, you know. Of course. Mm-hmm. Bring it to him. That leads, you know, if, if he's in and Seth Rogen's There's going to be a lot of so laughs we get the here. cops back. There's, oh, yeah. There's going to be We need some Bill Hader, Seth Because Rogen they've, back. like, had yep. a continued friendship since, like, yeah. with Fogel. They keep in touch with Fogel. With Fogel, yeah. yeah. They're, like, best buds. Now, yeah. Fogel like, makes way more money. Bill Hader. Both of them yeah. He vacations with them, like, once like once a year. <laughs> he knows their families. Gives like, them Christmas presents. <laughs> That, that could be funny. They're invited um, to the art show for the... Uh, or Hanukkah presents, I guess. No, this has legs. This is easy to write. You did the hard part already. That thing already has some solid bones. Um, I <laughs> like where you went with it. Snaps. I like where you went with it. Well done. <laughs> yes. Um, this is another one green lit. We're going to put it over on this side of the desk and move that on into uh, discuss further. See what we can get on paper and take that to the next step. About um, Mr. Doubtfire. Oh my Aww. God! Don't even think about Could it. Never even. Don't be touch done. the original. You're being disrespectful. There's you're being disrespectful. No one could ever do. I don't care for your. I don't care for your tone. Yeah. No way. Not gonna touch it. Give me something <laughs> I could chew on. All right. Here. I know you're gonna like this. I need something I could chew you're on. You're gonna like that. This. Did not do it for me at all here. How do you feel about a sequel to Son-in-Law? Yeah. You shut your face. We've done it. You shut your face when you're talking We've to me. We've done it. Got it ready here for you. No, hold on. I've been waiting a long time so is for a vehicle to bring Polly back. This is it. You're saying you have it for me? We have it. He's going to shine. Don't fuck it up. I'm, I'm like so close <laughs> to green lighting it like just before. I'm hoping even he wants to do it immediately after Sight unseen. Us. You're ready? I'm ready to buy it like sight unseen. But All right. Let's see what you got. So this sequel's called Father-in-Law. I love it. Walter. Okay. 
don't call, call me, me Walter. <laughs> so it's switching. You're flipping the script. We're flipping the, the script The classic a bit. script flipped. Yes. So he's going to visit them now? It's a great game. Walter's going out west. Hit me. Leaving the country. Hit me. Moving to the city. I love okay. it. So, Becca and Crawl are excited to host Thanksgiving at their California home. They can't wait to have the whole family together again as Walter and Connie are finally able to leave the farm for vacation. <laughs> Becca is a prosperous executive in Silicon Valley, with her brother Zach working as a programmer at her company. Crawl is a philosophy professor at Cal Berkeley oh, and is very successful with his unique teaching style. <laughs> Walter and Connie have quite that's the culture great. shock in this new environment visiting the family. How will they handle it? Oh, that's good, you guys. What are your thoughts? Steven Tyler PJs. Oh, yes. Everybody's got their pair of that's Steven the, Tyler that's PJs the perfect now. job for him to have because he could actually be like contributing. He could do something like more than... You know, just his 90s stick. Like, he can... I mean, he took, like, every course in college. He minored so in everything. That's exactly right. He minored in everything. That he's So he's, like, back in college, for sure. But like now that, he's teaching. He's teaching. And they come to the city, and it's not the farm. And, like, they had yeah, a taste of that in the first one. They're now in California, yeah. and it's totally different. The vibe is totally different. Culture shock for Walter. But now it's, like, there's kids, so... Now, Becca and Crawl have a couple kids. Crotch? Got a couple uh, crap. Kids, little baby crotches. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, we'd have Polly Shore, Carla Gugino, Lane Smith, Cindy Pickett, and Patrick Renabach. Yes. We have a couple of ideas for the kids. I'm interested it to It could explore. be one kid. We're still figuring out exactly. We think that... Really like some... It's <laughs> tough. Tyler Gisondo. We think of him a lot from vacation. I from know, vacation. yes. Like yeah, I a can... Becca crawl. He's been in a few other things. Um, Santa Clarita Diet. Yep. Um, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. He's great. No, he's he would... great. We also have Griffin Gluck, the son from Why Him. Ooh. If you, he's the perfect age for that right now. He's yeah. a good age. I could definitely see him being. He could. He's their worked, kid. He's funny. He's already worked with Adam Sandler. He's already like he. He's seasoned. He can work well with Polly, and like he's a little. He's seasoned for his age. Yes. Yeah. How about Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things? It and Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard could definitely. I'm I mean, a little Wolfhard Polly. just talking about it. How? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could definitely be a little Polly. So I, I those are that. just like some of our top favorites. No, that's good. It could just be one. Maybe they just have one son. But then we also have Zach. And so we have Zach's wife. Squeezy puffy cheeks. Now who's he going to be married so to? I'm Zach's thinking a someone successful, gorgeous. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. He's a successful programmer be, in Silicon Valley. So I'm thinking like a perfect 10. We have Maggie Grace, the daughter from Taken. She's now in her thirties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smoking okay. hot. I can see that. I can see that. She's ten. She's, She's a, 10. a ten. She's a hard ten. And they would have a kid too that we actually find that you mentioned. Good boys. Jacob Tremblay, the like main kid yeah. from there. Yeah. Okay. That would work. Could be Zach and Maggie's. That could work. So. What do you think? You got to be flexible with the cast. Um, we're flexible. We, so the core is there. I, I'm, I'm going to need to see some auditions. Of course. Um, Those are our top favorites. But if the core is there and we can get Polly excited about the project, 
I'm I'm so in. Pretty excited about this one actually. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Polly, let us know what you think. Let's move on. We're in if you are. How about a little some country for old men? No. <laughs> Just no. some country for old men. <laughs> the sequel to No Country for Old Men? I kind of like Leon the Amateur, <laughs> a prequel to Leon the Professional. One of my favorite scripts we've no? ever done. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you thought my, about it my, for a my second. In, my instinct is no, and it's going to stay no, but... <laughs> it's definitely staying But no. it, it makes could you think be about done. It, it, makes it you could think be about done. It. A prequel to Leon the Professional that... Leon the amateur. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. No, no, no. What, what else you got? I got one for you. I need a yes here. How about the sequel to Rookie of the Year? Yes. Titled Brickma. 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 So it's about the Daniel Stern Daniel character. Daniel Stern character. Yes. Correct. We're following the Daniel Stern character. Now. It was a soft no. Until I heard Brickma, now it's a soft yes. That's why you got to hear us it's, out. It's it's enough to. I, I would like to hear more about it. Okay. Yeah. You, you, want to hear oh, you might want to hear a little bit more. <laughs> I'd be interested to hear. Like if if you got something for me, you, you, see, little, you, you seem a little, a little excited. Something. You seem a little excited about it. Of course, I'm excited about a sequel to Rookie of the Year. This is my favorite. Just flow it. Just flow it. Just flow it. Just flow See what you got. Obviously, it's about Brickma, but Henry's son, Hank Aaron Rowengardner. <laughs> Hank Aaron Rowengardner. <laughs> Rosenpecker. Yeah, that's good. Hank Aaron Rowengardner. Nice touch. He's a baseball phenom, much like his father, but is still lacking the key ingredient to achieve ultimate success. He hasn't broken his arm yet. No, that's right. He needs a little something. He's pushed off a mountain or something. Hank finds himself in a new minor league baseball team coached by Brickma, his father's former equipment manager. <laughs> Brickma needed a player with big league skills, and Hank needed to gain maturity from a mentor. After a few bumps in the road, they find success together and end up in the big leagues. Yes. Hank has raw talent, but lacks control in most aspects of his life, and Brickma's quirky teaching style doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but... Hank's negative energy was balanced by Brickman's positive attitude. These are all reasons why it could work. You know, Hank and Henry may have like a rocky father and son relationship. I see you selling it over there. And every impulse that I have does not want to like this movie. (laughs) You know, I know that there's listeners. Everything I know as a studio executive, everything inside of me says (laughs) hard pass, but. Something's telling me that you kind of have something here. But that little narrator of your life in the back of your mind that sounds like Daniel Stern is telling you to do it, right? It's the Daniel Stern aspect that's really a magnet for me right now. (laughs) Um, If you can avoid it turning into like a Major League 3 type of situation and really like... We won't CGI the ball. I would rather it go dark and even like it not be a comedy than it be like a bad comedy. Yeah. So it could be comedy if it's good. Coming back from the original cast, Daniel Stern, Thomas Ian Nicholas. Okay. Have to. Got to. I mean, that's all you need. But then we also had to cast for Hank Aaron Rowengard. Mr. Hank Aaron. Now, first of all, I like the name. <laughs> if I was like Henry, I'm going to tell you again, I like the name. 
We like the name too. It's clever. <laughs> if I was Henry, that's what I'd name my kid. It's it's <laughs> it's so bad it's good. Let me tell you that. You can't hate it. In Hank Rowan Gardner, just it fits. It like, fits. Like I, I, I like so it. So there's a lot of like potential possibilities, but there was one standout for us, and that's Milo Mannheim. And I don't know if a lot of people know this. Disney. Yes. <laughs> he was on Disney's Zombies. Zombies. He was on Dancing two. with the Stars. Zombies 2. Zombies 2. I mean, no, back to school. No zombies. <laughs> I know you know those. Got a niece here. Yes. Obsessed with zombies. I know I know that. Man she I knows am. every word, every song, and every yeah. move, every dance. But so he do, could so be like, <laughs> so he could be serious, he could be funny, he's like... Got an athletic build. I think he could be like a good role for this. It, it fits. I'd like to and see him, him and Daniel in... Stern. I think could actually be like really good together. Yes, they could. I'd like to see him something that's not Disney. He's very believable as like a pitcher or a, like a, a baseball like a, player. Yeah, he's long. Yeah. He's tall. Like, yeah. He's like a lean, athletic-looking baseball yeah. player. No, I'm into it. Okay. I'm, I, like as we talk about it more, I'm, it. I'm I'm liking it more. Okay, so like. I'm pretty into Brickma. Poured my heart and soul into this one, and I was really hoping you were going to like it. <laughs> All of my enthusiasm is dependent on Daniel Stern's of enthusiasm. Course. Well, that's why it's like it's Daniel Stern or nothing. If he's like, you know. He's not going to phone in Brickma. He's a he professional. Would, I love Daniel Stern. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do it without doing it. But like, I would think he, he could do it? it right. I think it'd be great. Mm. All right, we're gonna shelf that for now, but we're gonna about we're gonna talk to Daniel Stern. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot ice. Eat <laughs> up the ice cube. Oh my god, I'm just thinking about it. Like I need all this happening I need right it. now. Like, I need I need 300 more Sternisms. There's for, a lot of kids that would love. That would That's love what I'm that. saying. You know, there's listeners right now the, that are like, please. There's new. You can please. introduce a new audience, and then you can also capture some of the old nostalgia very yeah. for those artists. Nostalgica age. right now. It is pretty mis- nostalgica. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I like it if more. If you liked that one, we got you're a banger for you. Really going to like this one. What you got for me? We have Airheads 2 The Lone Rangers. The Lone Rangers. <laughs> I am so excited. You tell me you're not pumped. Polly, Polly Shore, and like yeah, we're bringing about all the best. We got all the hits here all for you hits. tonight. This would be good, man. Happy Madison could jump Presents. all over this, yep. and I mean, Brendan's looking for I'm, some work. I'm not worried about Sandler and Bushimi like doing it. It's like, can Brendan bring? The I'm heat? worried about Brendan. <laughs> Well, this is next. <laughs> I was going to say him. I knew that was coming. There's only three of them. <laughs> of course he was next. The only one left. All right. You want to hear what this one's about? This is perfect. I really do. Want to see how this we took this one? This is teed up for Brendan yeah. to just hit one out of the park. He Don't could win me. awards for this. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, because Airheads 2 is definitely making it. Don't overpromise. The award list. Underdeliver. You're overselling. This has got yeah. uh, Best could Actor. Could be an MTV uh this is the best actor role for Brennan if he wants it. Chaz, Pip, and Rex have made it big after their album Live in Prison yes. took off. Now, 30 years later, they're out of prison and ready to begin their world tour. However, since time has passed, the Lone Rangers have been forgotten when they believe they still are quite the following. <laughs> the boys try to reinvent themselves with a new album, but times have changed. 
can they find a new way to get noticed again? I like that. So, so they're, they're trying to bring rock back. They're trying to... They could to, have like a new sound or, you know, what sound are they going to make like or bring to the table? Yeah, gonna are they going to have like a... Techno hard rock? Are they going to be to like To capture house? the audience again. Are they going to be again? a DJ band to kind of... Maybe they do like a cool possible collaboration with like a hot artist. Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. Okay. Post Malone. You know, there could be a lot of fun They're collabing and then they like collab with the collab and they have to collab. They got to collab. Okay. You see where we're going with this? Yes, I see where you're going with this. That's how they can get recognized. That's how they can get modernized. They get their fan base back. Okay. They need somebody in the now to plug them into social media. Post Malone with their new sound, but some classic Lone Rangers. Post and Ozzy already did one, but it'd be funny if they brought in the Lone Rangers. It's a squeakwell I could get behind. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd be excited about that one. No, I'm like... I'm a little biased towards that one. Same with the Poly Shore, for that matter. Uh, we're biased <laughs> um, for all of these, please. No, I'm. There's a reason why these are our chosen sequels. <laughs> I got a winner for you. About American Werewolf in America. Stop it. <laughs> America. Stop it. A triple reboot. Even if they're making fun of that, I don't want to see that. It's a spoof. It's a spoof. <laughs> Clearly a spoof. It's a, it's a spoof. American Werewolf in America. American Bulldog in America. That's a porn title. America is the name of the girl Ooh. getting werewolfed. Ooh, is this real or are you American just werewolf this? This like in a... America. No, I'm saying this is where we can go with it. We could do like a Zach Amir makes a porno. I'm like, saying, we can that, all do I'm it saying like that's it. a no, but we can turn it into a yes. Yeah, it could be a yes. <laughs> if we accept it for what it needs to be. For a fraction of the price, too, honestly. But spoof porn is really hot right now, too. <laughs> Get that done for Everybody 10 grand. Everybody loves spoof porn. <laughs> Everybody loves spoof porn. No, give me something I can... Spoof porn. Yeah, I need something I can sink my teeth into. Not, <laughs> not stick my dick in. Come on. What about Boiler Room 2? Oh, now you are talking. You like it? Uh, I have, I'm I liking this where you're going. Good. Working title, Boiling Over. Boiling Over. So good. Ooh. Here's what I got. I'm interested in hearing a synopsis if you have it available. <laughs> Yeah, a little something for you. Giovanni Ribisi is back as Seth in the second installment of the 90s cult classic Boiler Room. Hell yes. Seth avoided imprisonment for the in connection with activities surrounding JT Marlin uh, by cooperating with the feds. Yeah, he did. And now he's become a fed himself, working in undercover investigations for white collar crimes. Okay. So, like, he, he went from, like, informant to full-time. Yeah, and it yes. was really to cover his ass, but he's had to do but it for a really, really long time. Much longer than most of uh, his friends as far as their sentencing and their jail times are concerned. That's he, how he avoided it entirely? Yeah, by working for the feds for a much longer Ooh, sentence. Okay, that's a start. We find Seth infiltrating illegal scam operations and underground rackets pursuing the only legitimate career path he's ever had on his hardest case yet seth learns he's been investigating his old friend from jt marlin chris played by vin Vin diesel Diesel. himself mr diesel (laughs) mr vin vincent diesel vd (laughs) (laughs) sorry vin (laughs) after a stint in prison chris did not go straight Seth learns he's atop of one of the most lucrative cryptocurrency schemes. Nice. And he can now 
make the largest bust of his career or join him. Ooh. Seth hated being responsible for the time that Chris served and proves himself trustworthy by showing him how to run his business better, quieter, and with more profit. Mm. With their knowledge from both sides of the law, the partnership brings overwhelming success. But as the schemes get bigger and bigger, so does the investigation. Um, script needs a little tightening up. Like that would need to be a really tightened script. What I do like there's about it, there's a lot of angles to it. Giovanni, yeah, there's a lot that could there is. happen here. Giovanni has got to be a part of it, no matter what. Yes. But I do like the fact that if you can't get Vin Diesel, you could easily exchange that out for like Jamie Kennedy. Sure. And it'd be his role because he could be easily like, it'd be believable that he's in some shady shit as well. So maybe he's there to bust them, but it's too good to pass up and there's familiar faces. Right. And so he helps them. And like these okay. guys could never do anything, you know, on the up and up because of the, he kind of turned them in. You need to point. keep some of the essence of the original. So it's got to be about like the work that they're doing in the scheme itself. Right. And then modernizing that to where it's like, I like the cryptocurrency effect. So I'm seeing like a room full of like hackers essentially sure. yeah. mining or, yeah. you know, doing something or pulling like a scam that is predominantly from a different region of the world. Yeah. It's gotta be something exciting, inventive and something that can grow. Um, but I'm really liking that. That's clever, long overdue. Boiler room is fantastic. They could take it Make for that another a ride. joint. Like that yeah. can really go somewhere. Make it gritty. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that. You could even like bring back. Oh, if you can get him, Ben Affleck to come back just for like a little cameo to do the recruiting like role again. <laughs> yeah, for the new generation. That'd be good. Yeah, just a five minute speech from a monologue from Affleck. It's got a lot of work. But I'm really into it. But it could it. be done. I'm really it could be into done well. it. Excellent work, you guys. Some good sequels, hey, huh? I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, Stuff's getting made. I don't even know where to begin with uh, what I'm most excited about. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat Twister because Twister. F5. Twister writes itself. Yes. A couple of those are very easy to, like, once you get some pen on paper. You're gonna need to start writing that thing yeah. Yeah. real fast. Oh yeah, it'll write itself. For Fills sure, out. it's it's thick. Father-in-law. Oh my god, how bad do you want to see father-in-law? I just need to see that whole cast back together again on the same screen. I would do anything for some for like some, new some poly. quality Polly Shore, and not '90s Polly, modern day Polly. Yes, like he's a I'm, professor I'm, I'm not asking him. He's, like, yeah, he's a professor. I, I don't want him to be the like '90s shtick. Like that. That's yeah. not what I want. That wouldn't work. That can be where he's from, but still, that's not and, where he's at and now. And still with some of the essence. And he'll still have his he can, personality. Yes, he's, he's still crawl. He's still a funny fucking guy, and he's yeah. still going to be crawl, and he's still going to be super West Coast. And, and he loves he's to party. He's older. He's not in college. Yes, and he'll be more like thought-provoking. He's like a place. little bit more of a mature crap. Crotch? <laughs> crawl? You can still just <laughs> interweave him. So they didn't bone. They didn't bone. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff you guys and with that said let's take a break enjoying something crunchy follow us on social media and tweet us your comments and questions at crunch underscore cast we encourage you to participate and thank you for listening we're back <laughs> you know what i have to say about that <laughs> That was good stuff. <laughs> of course. There, How did there, I know you there, were going to say really that? There really was. That, yeah, that was it's my cool. favorite segment. I was a little scared turning it over to you guys. 
Like, let so me write fun. in. You guys really it did well. Se- seriously, that was some good job. Impressive stuff. I'm excited to move on, though. Oh, yeah. We've got more. So we wanted to make a segment out of controversial movie endings. And there's a lot of very debatable like movie endings. theory here? Kind of, yes. Yes. There's just a lot From of... An there's a lot of debatable endings of okay. movies. We could talk Inception. We could talk Shutter Island. Um, there's Matrix. just Yeah. There's a lot of movies where you can really debate the ending. I'm and instead of having a full segment of that and kind of working through them too quickly, I want to savor it. You want to peel the onion back one layer at a time? I, I want to put a little hyper-focus into just, just one, one, one at a time. Okay. And what tonight, what are we, doing? we are going to focus on A League of Their Own. Oh, Did yes. Dottie drop the ball on purpose? At the end of oh, A League of the Room. I have so much to say It's about a hot this. debate. Talk about this all night long. People have a lot to say about it. Everyone has an opinion. We're going to talk about a lot of opinions tonight. Oh, that, man. From this people who made the movie, dirty, people huh? that were in the movie, people that really? the movie it was about. Like Whatever your opinion is, I'm going to try and sway it. Before we get into it, let's get our minds right. The coach is giving Keller the stop sign oh, no, at no, third, no. but no, she is not stopping. Keller is running through the stop sign at third. Oh, my God. I've seen enough to know. I've, I've seen, too, seen much. too much. Let's bring on the first thoughts. Go ahead and tell me your initial thoughts. Did Dottie drop the ball on purpose? Blair, what do you think? I think she dropped the ball on purpose. You think she did it for I Kit on purpose? You have pissed off so many people in just one statement. It's unbelievable. I know. Anyone that plays baseball, anyone that has a sister. I could maybe even be swayed on this. We'll see. But I mean, initially when I think about it, when I first saw it, I'm like, she loves her sister. Her sister wants this more than anything in the world. And her sister plans on staying in the league. Dottie's leaving. She's going to go home and have a family. This is like... This you, was like a gift it, to Kit where it's just like she had it in her hand and she just like, oh, oh, and just like it falls out. Because there's for she did. She could have a death grip if she wanted to. She Dottie. got attacked by a runner earlier in the movie, maybe some foreshadowing and held on, and held on to it. So to show that she was able to. Those are excellent first thoughts. That's, I'm just saying she did it for Kit. I don't know if I agree with you, but I do like I'll miss you, Kit. where you're at. I'll miss I'll miss you, Kit. Tyler. Did Dottie Henson drop this ball on purpose? Yeah. You agree? Yeah, you absolutely. Agree. There's no way that... Just because you're married to this feral creature doesn't mean that you got to agree with her. <laughs> I corralled She'll her let somehow. you back in bed tonight. Blair's pregnant. <laughs> you're too afraid. <laughs> yeah. Don't you agree? Me. <laughs> yeah, she... And for the same reasons you agree with Blair? No, for absolutely the... not. Different reasons. <laughs> are you me? That was a horrible argument. Blair, oh my god, Rue, you hate it? You, have, you know absolutely nothing about baseball. <laughs> oh my oh, god. That's so great. So, <laughs> so we give you a little perspective. What here. do you think about this? Dottie's a fucking tank, all right? <laughs> I agree. And Kit is like our three-year-old running into me. 
at full speed trying to knock a ball out of my hand. Tyler's taking the <laughs> physics angle and saying this isn't possible. You're saying kid doesn't have enough inertia and power to knock down her older sister. Dottie can catch a ball with her fucking bare hand. Like she I could know just... the goods when I see the goods. All right, some of them are going goods. home. <laughs> yeah. She took the hit, uh, and then she dropped the ball as a passing of the torch because she had family matters to attend to, and Kit was going to carry on the family name. You did take a different argument. You did agree for different reasons. Um, I'm here to prove you wrong. I like that you, you agree. Disagree? I like that you took this answer. I disagree. <laughs> I think I disagreed initially. You think Kit and hit I'm, her and so hard st- that she couldn't hold on at the very end. She had it the whole time. It's not like poof. The ball flew out and flew it. I mean, she right, literally let's, like let's it, get into the nitty gritty. It barely fell out of her fingertips onto let the it dirt. Go. It's not. It's not fair for me. It's not fair for me to give my opinion right now. She caught a ball in midair because right I've done a lot of research said. and we're going to get into this. All right. Let's see what you I didn't even say. let the R&D department touch this. You're like, I'm taking this The Crunchtastic R&D team had nothing to do with this. Took I took the reins myself. I can't believe that you disagree. I did extensive research and uh, far and away, the, the, the best article on the subject and there's videos everywhere, there's articles everywhere, everyone has an opinion about it. Um, but far and away, the best research already done was by uh, Joe Pesnowski. Um just a couple years ago. It was on his website. Uh, he did some great research. He collected everybody's thoughts from interviews, from people that were in the oh, movie. I love that there's been so much <laughs> research done on those. Um, let's first talk about Kit. Okay. Let's talk about Lori Petty. She's the little sister who smashed into Dottie at home plate after it took Rosie O'Donnell like 30 minutes to make the cutoff throw. <laughs> so obviously, Lori Petty would know, right? She's going to say the, I mean, we already know what she's Lori Petty say. says no. She did not do it on purpose. Of course. I'm not surprised. Of course not. Here's what she said. I knew you were going to ask me that, Petty told the ringer. She did know. She gets asked all the time. She once tweeted that the person who worked customs in L.A. asked if Dottie dropped the ball on purpose. She told... <laughs> she told She's the, like, God damn it, can I just get on my fucking flight? She told that person, no. This has been her consistent view the entire time. They're insane, Petty said, of anyone who thinks Dottie would have dropped that ball intentionally. I kicked her ass. Oh, of course Kit would say that. So that doesn't... Is, would that be your first question if you ran into Lori Petty on the street? Did Dottie um, drop the ball? I don't know. I was ask a huge I would never fan dare of In do the Army Now. Thing. Yeah, I would, oh. I would definitely ask her. Okay, I want to know. How much do you really know about water purification? <laughs> Does this shit look clean to you? Now Who's that is a much better question it. to ask Lori Petty. <laughs> Thanks to my brother, the pool man. Um, no, I like Lori Petty a lot. And obviously I would probably have to go League of Their Own first if I'm taking this question seriously. Um, that, I wouldn't bring that up though. That was more of an obvious answer, kind of what you would expect. I wanted to get that one kind of out of the way. Yeah, I did, you know that she's I did not expect that, that to turn your, you know, turn your opinion Yeah, here. I need to hear more. I do... Want to talk about Helen Colligan? She played in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, and her son, Kelly Candale, made a documentary that focused on Helen and her sister, Margaret. The documentary inspired A League of Their Own, and Colligan was the inspiration for Dottie. So obviously, Kelly and Helen would know. Oh, what did they have to say? Colligan says yes, although this is a complicated, this is kind of diluted, and she was very old when she said yes. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> I took her to see Penny Marshall's film when it came out in the summer of 1992, not long before she died of cancer, Cannondale wrote in the Los Angeles Times this week. She loved it and felt that Penny had got it right, but she added that she would never drop a ball on purpose, not for anyone, as Dottie does in the movie's big game climactic scene. It would have been a betrayal of her teammates. So she does agree with you and thinks that she did it on purpose, but that... That would have never actually... It's based on me, and I would never do that. But this is also a movie, and it's trying to, like, evoke something out of you. You know, this isn't, like... romanticizing the situation. This isn't the real game, you know? Yeah. Um, Let's talk about Biddy Shram. We remember Biddy. Biddy, uh, she played Evelyn. Oh. Oh, yeah. Of uh, the famous right fielder who overthrows the cutoff woman Mr. that had to Dugan? get the endure the furious tantrum by Jimmy Dugan, resulting in the famous "There's no crying in baseball" scene. Say, Evelyn, can I ask you a question? You got a moment? <laughs> <laughs> Which team do you play for? Uh, I'm a peach. <laughs> well, I, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. <laughs> You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. <laughs> now you start using your head. That's not love. That's three feet above your ass. So good. Oh, my God. You cry? Are you crying? Are you crying? I love that. No. No. That's one of my favorite Tom Hanks just of all time. When you hear that, you realize that Tom Hanks doesn't do near enough yelling. He was such a good good. yeller. Sometimes you have a very talented yeller, like a J.K. Simmons. Yes. Or like there's just some really, really good yellers. Intense, makes you feel it. And Tom Hanks never plays that character anymore, ever. He's never yelling. No. He's a fantastic no. yeller. We need some more of that. He's always happy. And Hanks. we lost the lead because of <laughs> we you. We lost the lead because of you. <laughs> you cried. <laughs> He's just by far one of my favorite roles ever of his. Um, Petey Shram says, "Yes, sort of." Come on. Sort of. Come on, wishy-washy. She says, if I had to pick, she told ESPNW, I would say subconsciously, yes, because she knew how much more it meant to Kit. Of course. And she was too good of a player. From what I remember, subconsciously, yes. Thank you. So that kind of supports Blair's argument. Thank you. She loves her sister, and she knows that it means more to her than anything. Want to hear what Gina Davis has to say about it? Oh, Give me some Gina. She's going to be full in her heads, full of bull. She's not going to tell us. No. Gina has been asked this question hundreds and hundreds of times. Her answer is always direct, consistent, and to the point. I'll say two things about that, she told the SPNW. Number one, I know the answer. Because it was me. Of course I know the answer. And number two, I'm not going to answer that question. I never have. And I never will. Yeah, such a Gina Davis answer. <laughs> I hate that. Classy Dottie. Classy Dottie. It's because she it's a did move. it. It's a smooth move. For Kit. And she wouldn't do that to Kit and even go out after and yeah, say, of she course I dropped her. Either yeah. way. If she says, either way, she's a. It keeps her loser. character wholesome like she always was. I think you guys are so wrong. And what? Here's one. You that, think that she couldn't have hold, mm, held on to that ball? Mm, here's where you're going to. How many times have you taken a ball to the ground? And dropped it after you've hit the ground. That's 
That's a good point. But she. That's what I'm saying. It would have been flying out. It's not like, oh, you made it to the ground and then your fingertips just like let go. You go she one way, the ball goes like the other. Falls in. She, she was unconscious. I mean, do you see how hard Kit was running? You ever seen a guy in the UFC get knocked out, still fighting back? He's still punching in his sleep. She's going to hang on to that ball. She could have done it. She was the best in the league. Jennifer Iacopelli is an author of young adult books. In a Twitter exchange, she made it quite clear how she feels about this topic. In all caps, I don't care how sweet you think it is. If Dottie dropped the ball on purpose, it ruins the entire movie. It betrays herself her sister, and baseball all at once. Stop it. I get it. Again, if this was like a real game, I get it. It continues. It's a movie. I don't know. I like the debate. I like the debate. She continues. Continue. Continue. But see, here's the thing she wrote. That is debated. It's the frustrating thing. The ease at which we acknowledge it's a possibility that I don't think would exist if a movie was about men playing baseball. So easily, we can reconcile the idea that Dottie would cheat and throw a game to make her sister happy when the cardinal sin of baseball is throwing games and tarnishing the integrity of the game. Just no. When has there been a men's movie where they've been against their brother? Um, we haven't seen it, have we? Uh, what's the wrestling one? The UFC, Tom Hardy. Um, Warrior. Warrior brothers not baseball but it's not baseball and it's not the same situation the whole movie we're seeing Dottie and kit's relationship there's a very telling line at the end of that movie after the collision let's hear look um i'm sorry i knocked you over no you're not you were blocking the entire plate how do you expect me to even get this the way the game is played you did what you had to do you just beat me you wanted it more than me Mm -hmm. nope that's huge. That's something you... Dottie uh, gave it to her. Yeah, that's something you tell your little sister when you don't want to hurt their feelings. Exactly. When you say, so yeah. she's saying, what did, Do- what did Dottie mean you. by that? You wanted it more? Did she mean it figuratively in the cliched broadcastery, sports writery, Notre Dame just wanted it more sort of way? Or did she mean it literally as in, yes, in the end, you were willing to smash full blast into your older sister without any consideration for your or my well-being, yes. and I simply wasn't willing to send my younger sister into a lifelong haze of regret and pain. You wanted it more. If she would have slid, there's no way she's dropping the ball. I agree. But she didn't slide. She ran into her. So she gave her at collision. She's like, I'm going to let you make this decision, Kit. If you slide, you're out. If you hit me, you're safe. So you can see Dottie Henson is the ultimate competitor who would never drop the ball, not under any circumstances. There's evidence of that in the movie. Remember, there's a scene where she wouldn't even let her sister beat her in a simple walk home. Never. Stop running. You'll scare the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> totally was... different. This is the the final game. And yeah. again, yeah. Dottie won at everything all the time. She Kit did. has is always she the runner to up. Win. And then also She gave this one to Kit. She told the hot blonde pitcher to throw the ball high because Kid couldn't lay off the high ones, indicating she definitely did want to win. But you can also see Dottie Henson as someone who thinks other things are more important than baseball. Exactly. Remember she had just quit, despite Tom Hanks' hard is what makes it great speech. She left the team for six games. It was surprising that she even came back. She also you're asked, already dressed. I mean, you're already <laughs> dressed. <laughs> she also asked to be traded because of her sister and kept telling everyone close to her that it all just wasn't that important to me. 
I bet um, you she had money on the line. There was a big bet involved that you're nobody's talking ridiculous. about. No. You're getting ridiculous. Dottie would never. You're also not right. for money. Get out of here. These are, this was, think of the times. Yep. They were looking for money. Men were never. off at war. She would have These done it for her sister over money. She only kidding. needed one year, and then if that was like a payout bet, right there, if she Dottie just put, was fine, she, she had her husband. Right away. Why she that. quit right away? He she came wanted into to town. Have kids. She wanted yep. a family. Exactly. Bill came in. He made the huge bet. They rode Y'all away without all that money. He's Ridiculous. a disabled veteran. He's not going to be she getting threw the paid game. all that Kid much. Wins. She gets a fortune. She gets paid. He'll be fine. She saves gets... the farm. Everybody wins. I like the way you move, but you're wrong. She's made a career out of it for her sister. She's made a fortune for herself. She I'm never has to work again. Here. You're really not. No. Well, let's take it up a notch. So a scientist would help Tyler and support his argument because he wants to like take the physics route. And Blair, what would you think would help you out? Like, and you're you're saying because Someone it's, that in a movie you're saying world, because of like, a movie, it's it's again if you were an athlete in a big game. I knew you were going to go this you way. Were, like, so you in the you, World Series. You don't want to hear from different. an athlete. You don't want to hear from a competitor. You want to no, hear from someone I that makes what movies. The athlete would say, "I totally understand that," but this is a movie. So I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you that want. That world. Let's move over to Cora. Okay. I want to talk about Mark Hughes. This is a screenwriter. In cinephile, just like us. This guy okay, writes screenplays. Okay. It's what this guy does. He's a writer. He has I thoughts need to hear on what this. He has, to say. he has a strong opinion and he really back he shows his work. He really backs okay, it up here. I like it already. The film begins with a scene showing an elderly Dottie telling her older grandson to give his little brother a chance to. This is a yes. significant bit of foreshadowing in the film. Love yep. it. Let's hear it. Now remember, no matter what your brother does, he's littler than you are. So give him a chance to shoot. Promise? Yeah. Okay. Bobby, come here. Kill him. Can I just say something real fast? They casted that woman. No, I was going to say that. I don't know how How, the hell. It's even the same voice. Like they found someone to look that close to Gina. That's the most impressive. The voice. How she would look when she was older. I had to look up. I tried to look I up. I didn't so believe many it wasn't like, her without like makeup, makeup and I yeah. Mean, I didn't believe it wasn't her. Perfection. You're, you're blowing my mind right now. That's that not casting Gina Davis. Was That's not Gina Davis. Beyond amazing. <laughs> you didn't know that wasn't Gina Davis. Your no, mind has been blown. I'm blown. Best casting ever. Okay, I'm, continue. I'm so totally gaped. It's a significant scene. Dottie was never as enthusiastic as playing as Kit was. Dottie is the superior natural athlete. Yes. But Kit is the one who loves playing and whose heart and soul are in the game. Here's a couple more thoughts. Kit was already becoming a great player after she was traded and no longer competing on the same team with her sister. She had gotten so good that she was leading her team toward victory already and at the end is even able to hit the pitch that previously she'd never been able to hit. Lay off the high ones. I like like the high ones. (laughs) (laughs) We see Dottie shocked that kid hit the high fastball. So like as soon as she goes and tells the hot pitcher, throw the high ones, she comes back, misses a couple. And then when she does hit it, she stands up and like, she's shocked that she hit it. She's not expecting it. Dottie is odd as she watches Kit tearing around the bases. And when she sees Kit refuse to stop at third base, we see Dottie looking uncertain. Is she uncertain about whether she can stop Kit or uncertain whether she wants to stop her? wants to of course Dottie tells Kit you wanted it more than me 
And she's not just talking about the final run in the game. She's talking about the film's whole theme about the competition between two sisters. Yes. And how Kid always wanted to play the game more than Dottie ever did. But here's where he summarizes. Dottie came back to play her sister, told the pitcher to use high fastballs in order to stop her sister from winning. But then was so shocked that Kit hit it and was so amazed at Kit's determination and higher caliber of play that it made Dottie become the one who is unsure of herself for the first time in their relationship, thus creating a role reversal that fulfills both of their arcs. Dottie needed to let go and move on and start a family because that's really what she wanted most, while Kit needed to stop competing against her sister's reputation and learn to play for herself to become the great player she was destined to become. The film is about these two sisters and their different personalities and how they each resented each other. But through this game, each came to understand themselves and become sure of their choices and then pursue them. And that's how they finally come together and express their mutual admiration and love. So in this interpretation, Dottie says, you wanted it more than me because Kit worked so hard and became a better player. While Dottie quit and then came back, but was uncertain of herself at the crucial moment when the two faced one another to see who really wanted it more. So he's kind of saying the same the, thing. The, no, he's saying the movie saying like, no, she wouldn't have done that on purpose. He's saying it's a role reversal. Kit was always unsure of her sister. And now is the one who's certain Dottie came back. Dottie was shocked. She hit the ball. Dottie couldn't believe she was tearing around that the bases coming for her. Can't hold on to the ball though. So now Kit's the one all of a sudden Dottie's been the one the whole time. And now it's like, Kit's the one. No, I think that she wanted her to be as I think Dottie wanted Kit to be as good as she possibly could be so that she would have the confidence to continue and move forward knowing that she yeah. was great, which is why well, she let go. I want to analyze one more small piece of dialogue because I really think that this is going to give us the answer. Let's hear it. <laughs> Some good pan. I got to go now. Hey. Hey, come on. Shut up, Doris. You think I'll sign my card? Shut up, Doris. <laughs> Could be a record. <laughs> How many movies do you think Tom Hanks has peed in? Minimum four. Maybe five. More than he's been on SNL. <laughs> That's a good bet. Ooh. Over under. So, having considered both sides... I think the right answer is that Dottie did not drop the ball on purpose. If she did, you're blind. Blue. I think it Teach undermines own, but... too much of the narrative arc for both characters and for the pair of them together. It's important that their roles sort of reverse at the end, with Dottie becoming unsure of herself compared to her sister for the very first time, while Kid is finally sure of herself and knows she can win. The trajectory of the decisions in the film and the choices that they made led to that moment, and their collision and the fact that Kid removed the final obstacle while Dottie stopped looking down on her sister and realized that she was no longer an obstacle in Kit's path is all a much more powerful interpretation. That's the way it is. I think the film wants it. us I to like be confident that. in Kit's victory. That's, that, that's the point. The film wants you to be confident in Kit's victory. Absolutely. We that's all why, wanted Kit to win. Well, the music dictates that from the very right. first thing I said that the music makes you feel like Kit's victory is the way that it should go. Kit won. Dottie didn't give it to her. That's how I feel. That's Kit how they want you to feel. But because Dottie gave it to her. Exactly. <laughs> Dottie conceded. 
I got one little more. Agree to disagree. I got one more piece of info. All right. Keep coming at us. Yeah, this I'm, came out. I'm not convinced yet. What no, else you got? You're going to like this. This came out on a little uh, little source called tigerdroppings.com. Oh, this sounds like a, a they, reputable s- source. Yeah. Well, they were, TD.com reported that uh, <laughs> Penny Marshall has discussed it a few times. On one special edition commentary, she said Dottie did it on purpose. Penny took a lot of shit for that. So I think her Penny herself. So I think her official position now is that it's up to the viewer to decide what happened. Dottie doing it on purpose was what she initially said though, so take that for what it's worth when you watch it. We don't know. We'll never know. And we'll keep arguing about it anyway. Penny just confirmed it. It's just fun to argue about it. It is fun to argue about it. And I'll argue my side of it all day. And I I have not been swayed. You have not Not, been swayed? Not one bit. Me neither. Really? Again, when an athlete is saying something like, I I agree as an athlete, you don't drop the ball when it's a real game situation. You don't let your team down. But again, this is a film. Mm. It is a different Mm. portrayal. Disagree to disagree. There's so many things. I think because it's a film... That's why, like, they made it. Like, you can. She could have held on. Well, it's a fun argument. We're gonna have that debate. Oh yeah. Many a time. This will continue. I can't even really look at you right now. I kind of. No I can't I believe hate that you face. disagree. Like, it's funny because I'm not mad at Tyler, and Tyler also disagrees <laughs> with me, but for different reasons. Because I had valid fucking points. Blair's over here just blowing shit out of her ass. I really. You are too <laughs> much right now. Just like I'm, I'm really not bagging on Tyler. Like I look at Tyler and like I'm, I feel no animosity towards him, even though we disagreed. But Blair, I you can't just even like look his angle way. on it. Yeah, I just I Fucking can't even look at you. <laughs> just disappointed in you. We've watched that movie or our entire our lives whole and life. interpreted differently. Well, we've never gotten into this argument, Blake. Well, you're see wrong. The grass. Don't eat it. <laughs> I'm going to go home, give my wife a little pickle tickle, and be on my way again. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We got some headlines this week. We have some headlines. We haven't had some headlines in a while. Yeah, what's we, going we on? We need some non-distracting yeah. headlines. going down. Let's uh, rephrase. Let's call it entertainment news. Oh, okay. There's entertainment news headlines. I like that. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff we need to discuss here. Um, first, in the streets. First of all, I want to talk about American Horror Story. Okay, there's more news. Well, everyone's expecting this thing to be coming out in the next in couple of months, like it does. September. It normally comes out between September. July and, you know, like September, something like that. Yeah. Not this year. It's um, not? Season 10, with Don't. many of its original cast members returning, the exciting addition of Macaulay Culkin yes. has been delayed until Whoa. 2021. Uh, That's cool. Because oh, of the pandemic and shooting conflicts. So this season won't come out until next year. Don't have a month or a date specifically, but will not be coming out this year. I was so excited for this. There is good news. There is good news. Silver lining. Yeah. FX. better be good news. FX has greenlit the series through season 13. So it's not the last season as many may have speculated that it was. This is season 10, so we're guaranteed at least four more seasons. That's awesome. Okay. I don't hate that idea. And even bigger news. There's a spinoff series coming. (gasps) From American Horror Story? Called American Horror Stories. And this is where each one-hour episode contains its own plot, like Black Mirror. So I think it's like America's 
answer to Black Mirror. So it's be not like, going to be like Twi- every season. Twilight Zone did this... not do it. No, that like, was so Jordan tame. Peele's Twilight Zone, I could not Black compete. Mirror did it well. Black Mirror has Black done it Mirror well. Black Mirror was like R-rated in Twilight Zone. Felt so like they're even going to use a lot of the cast from the original series. Um, you know, which they refer to as the mothership. That's what they call the original series. And it is expected to continue filming in both series, though I would expect only a couple of familiar faces in each episode, most likely. <laughs> okay, so every, so instead of like a season being a whole theme, it'll be different every episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ooh. so that could be cool. Keeping it fresh. That I could like be that cool. idea. That's I just like that there's season. more American Horror Story. There's so many characters. You could do so many do. good things still. And you could do like mini There's so episodes. many stories that you can Yeah, it's way better of. to keep it fresh because yeah. some of those seasons got a little, they get a little, little stretchy. Long. A little no, draggy. I agree. I agree. Let's move on. Reported by Complex, Aaron Paul has given thought to Ooh. playing Nirvana's Kurt Cobain Whoa. in a biopic. You can kind of see that. I could kind oh my of gosh. see that. He's wanted to do it since he Jesse, first got to LA. That's right. Jesse yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Kurt <laughs> Smells Cobain. like Teen Spirit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> He's wanted to do it since he first got to LA. It's still on his mind. He's a huge Nirvana fan. Even said Smells Like Teen Spirit was his first album he bought with his own money. And a lot of people are seeing it. I don't me mind me that included. At all. I'm, I'm not hating it. I'm sure he could do that role. First of all, I don't know why. There's been good documentaries, but I don't know why there hasn't been like some Kurt Cobain movies. I agree. I don't understand. It's How many people would want to see that? A lot. It's got to be bureaucracy. Somebody owns the some rights. Some of those documentaries do so. It, yeah. like some, They do extremely well. Courtney Love has something to do with this. I know. It. She's saying no. She's like, you are not going to tarnish his name. <laughs> no, I bet it can be really well done. It could. And I think that he would actually do a great job. He's into it. So maybe we need to write up a little, little something, something for him. We're going to pass Courtney, see if we could pass through the gatekeeper and little get author. on our way. little author. Ooh. Well, if, I don't know if it'd be an authentic because it's like a biopic, but mm, I mean. Auth B. We'll B. <laughs> <laughs> Another fun read by Complex. Dwayne Johnson is now the third highest choice for president among bookies. Oh my God, I saw this. I called this shit. He made a couple comments. Years first, ago. First of all. Six years ago. I could see this. Like, considering what we've seen with, like, just starting from Ronald Reagan and then with what the Terminator did in mm-hmm. California, the yep. governor, and yeah. Trump now, like, I'm just saying... I don't know how saying, I feel about those. President Rock, President what are your thoughts? Rock. Bookies have placed their presidential bets on Dwayne, the presidential Rock, Johnson, for 2020. Oh if God. Tom Hanks is his running mate... This is for 2020? <laughs> I had this, this is for 2020. I had this dream a long time ago. He and Tom? Yeah. Coming in? Yep. I've heard crazier things. I saw it on SNL years yeah, after that. It like this, it's not the first time. According to Odds Checker, the WWE wrestling turned action star is now the third most backed presidential choice among UK bookmakers following President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden, the presumptive Democratic nominee. The website reports Johnson received a significant boost in the 2020 U.S. election betting market, accounting for 3.34% of all bets as of Friday. The surge was likely due to Johnson's now viral Where Are You speech, in which he addressed the current state of the country and seemingly challenged Trump's ability to lead during civil unrest. Oddschecker reports the former pro wrestler is now priced at plus 400,000, which means he only has a 0.2% chance of winning the presidency. Yes, the odds are extremely unlikely, but... It's still pretty notable when you consider he isn't even running. (laughs) 
Johnson expressed <laughs> very little interest in a political <laughs> career over the past several years and has said he has no intention of launching a campaign anytime soon. So it ain't going to happen. But it's what he yeah. says now. And but then, it's what he says now. I'm, he there's a lot know, of people that have said. He has no idea what comes with the presidency. All the perks. I'd like to see some President Rock. I'm just saying. He will definitely be able I to mean, address the union. That guy will talk to the people. He's, he's the people's president. I don't mean this to be disrespectful to President Rock, but I do <laughs> not care president for the I don't care for the imagery I'm getting in my head thinking of Terry Crews as the president in Idiocracy. Idiocracy. I'm like, this Mike is Judge is the real genius here. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Judge should be president. Judge for president. <laughs> yeah. Judge for God. Like, he's calling the shots. He really is. Like, behind the scenes. He is a genius. Mike Judge is the guy calling the shots. I'm a giant Judge fan. We need to do, like, a salute to. to oh, that would be a good one. That's a good oh, one. Diamond. That's coming oh. soon. Have you heard about uh, Carol Baskin? She's been awarded. What's new with Carol? She's been awarded the zoo. Oh yeah, I heard about the, that. Was the central oh, yes. focus? She's the, the fucking receiver. Series. She's in receivership. Of, yeah, she's probably so happy oh, with that. Like, she got the zoo. Full smile that she's like, "Yep, Joe, but I got your zoo." That but there's official. more to the story. Do you, do you, do you know the more? Well, I got I got some of the story here. It became official on Monday after a judge ruled in favor of BidCag Rescue Corporation, which is owned by Baskin, during their lawsuit against Greater Winwood Development Group, LLC, which was owned by Exotic prior to his spectacular downfall. What that means, according to CNN, is that Baskin will now have ownership of the park, which sits roughly 16 acres of land in Oklahoma's Garvin County. The GWDC has been ordered to vacate the premise within 120 days of service of that order. That will also include removing all zoo animals from said premise. But they left all the shit for them to clean up. So all the animals have been removed. They're going to um, Lowe's other zoo, and they left all the shit for her to pick up. Well, she's got the area, but I also heard Jeff Lowe, Mm -hmm. that's his name, like kind of dimed her out and said, oh, there's a human remains on your property, by the way. Oh, the... Well, they did. What, that, that you're saying that—that that was fake. They, found, they, he said they tried selling that land already. He tried downplaying the whole thing. Is like we've been trying to get rid of this thing for a while. And when we uncovered the remains of a Native American child on the property, what? we couldn't sell it for anything. <laughs> and we tried, oh we tried God. giving it to like the Native Americans who, who like didn't want it. And then, <laughs> then it went to Carol. Like or Carol bought it, or That's like insane. So yeah, there that is so she's in there's some there's some fuzzy details. Oh, Did y'all God. see the? Um, I saw that people were trying to do like a facial comparison of Jeff Lowe really being the husband that Carol Baskin killed. Ooh, <laughs> they like showed an old picture of him and then showed Whoa. like Jeff with his like bandana and his. I mean, there was like obviously like some differences, but. Ooh, it wasn't like that weird. far off, too, where everybody was like, oh. Well, there, there is some news on the case. According to another story from TMZ, a sheriff in the county that Baskin resides in, Hillsborough County, revealed an update on the Lewis case, specifically that Sheriff Chad Cronister stated that Lewis's will was forged. To reach that conclusion, Cronister said that two experts looked at the document and both reached the same conclusion. He states his department already knew that. It's just oh, now yeah. that it's being revealed publicly and that they're following up on new leads. The will was forged. 
Everyone is making these projects right now. I'm going to move on. I want to tell you about five different Tiger King series in the works. There's five And it drives me nuts this is happening because the story is so far from done. Why are you making this before the murder is solved? Like before... He hasn't even got a court yet, has he? I feel like the story is halfway done. Yeah. Wait, I just can't believe there's five different ones happening. You want to hear about them? Yes. Per Insider, a couple other sources. Let's, uh... Let's talk about some of the Tiger King projects and the works and some of the updates on one of the ones that are already said to be out there. <laughs> you know, CBS will produce a dramatization starring Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic, so which I just happening. I just don't get it. CBS is I don't even want Nicolas Cage to play me. <laughs> <laughs> it scares me how well you do a good yeah. Joe Exotic impression, Blake. <laughs> Too good. Do the thing with the joie de vivre. A whole lot of joie de vivre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Variety reported on Monday that Cage will star in the scripted series, which will run for eight episodes. Based on the article by Regstad, the series will live in the lion's den with Joe, explore how he became Joe Exotic, and how he lost himself to a character of his own creation, according to Variety. So it could be cool. I just still don't see Nick Cage doing it. Like he's a foot taller than Joe Exotic, and it just he can't do the voice. He doesn't have the hair. He might be trying too hard. Like it's just gonna be. If if he tries too hard, it's ruined. If he doesn't try hard enough to do it, it's just not good. I think Nick Cage is way above what Joe Exotic deserves. As far as a celebrity that's to play, play his him, dream, be like, true. oh my god, Nicholas Cage would play me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like, man. I was hoping for Bradley Pitt, <laughs> <laughs> or Brad- Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Any Bradley. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> like you're too good. I can't even look at you. When you <laughs> Kate McKinnon will play Big Cat Rescue CEO Carol Baskin in another dramatization. Oh my god, I love that. McKinnon that awesome. will star on an executive produced the limited series, which is reportedly based on the Wondery podcast, Joe Exotic. Much like the Netflix series, the podcast portrays Baskin as she fights for her eradication of illegal big cat zoos in the U.S. and takes on her nemesis, Joe Exotic. According to Vanity Fair, the new adaptation isn't attached to any streaming service or network at this time, which means it could be a while until this is available to watch. While the limited series is still in production, rumors are already swirling about who may portray Tiger King. Currently incarcerated Joe Exotic has said via his hubby Dylan Passage that he wants... <laughs> oh, who does he want? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm just reading this now. <laughs> Bradley Pitt. Brad Pitt. He wants Brad Pitt or David Spade to play him. David okay. Spade. I want you to tell me what yeah. the connection is between Brad Pitt and David Spade. Oh, I'm going to go with... They went to the same middle school for one semester. It was yes. They were, yeah. I, I think what? I think it was elementary school, but I, I, I can't confirm. They Tyler didn't, just nailed that. They went to the time? same and, and for this, for one year. They went to the same school. Spade's grandma wanted to fuck Brad Pitt. <laughs> we remember that from his stand-up. <laughs> I do. Everybody's grandma wants to fuck. I was Brad gonna Pitt. say his grandma doesn't. Want to fuck Brad Pitt. As a sixth grader. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so he wants either Brad Pitt or David Spade to play him. Of course him. he does. David Spade would be. David that, Spade that, would that's be a amazing. Whole different, that's Joe a whole different. Dirt yeah, he wants, he wants Joe Dirt Exotic in there. I can, I can kind of see that. Yeah. The fans feel that Dak Shepard or Ed Norton 
may be a better choice. Ed Norton. Or Dax Shepard. Ed Norton, it, better pick than yeah. Nicolas Cage. Good luck Elite. getting Ed Norton to do that yeah, role, right. though. Yeah. Like, no. Way above. Yeah, he's a, below he, his Yeah, he's a range. little above that. Uh, yeah. But Dax, Dax can maybe get on there. I, if I he mean, directed it, wrote it, Again, and a got foot paid for it. And just different. very different. I don't if, know if that I would see be that. it would be a totally different show. This is interesting. Rob Lowe shared on Twitter that he and Ryan Murphy were developing Ooh. their own version of the insane like story, but hasn't shared any details beyond that. The actor captioned his picture Rob Exotic and told followers <laughs> to stay tuned for more updates on the project with the title American Horror Story Creator. As the other projects, there haven't been a whole lot of developments with Lowe and Murphy's production. But there's you know, still something there. I don't there. hate that. I don't, that's the one I really I don't, don't hate. hate. Yeah. I don't hate that. Next, Orlando Bloom may appear in a movie no inspired way. by Joe Exotic. Where's he been? No. The Sun reported Orlando Bloom was being considered for the role of Exotic in a yet-to-be-named or publicly discussed biopic. Discussions about a movie have only just started, but they believe the idea has legs, especially if they get a big star like Orlando on board, a source told The Sun. They think he could really bring Joe to life on the screen. No way. And he could be the boyfriend. Now, ooh, you, you really could. I don't Spade see him as is Joe, Joe Exotic. Orlando sure. Bloom is yeah. the boyfriend. Spade could do the voice. And ends up shooting himself on accident. What yes. if he got like a real like role for Spade and he like did it like really seriously and it got dark and like awesome? Ooh. I could see it. If they made it a drama. We need to reach out to Spade and get his uh, opinion on yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. I, I wonder any, how he feels about it. He must it. know that oh, Joe said that this. Being talked yeah, about. He's been considered... What an honor. That's fine. <laughs> what an honor. I was chosen by Joe Exotic. No way. <laughs> Holy shit. I got a chance. <laughs> Last but not least, Fox recently aired an investigative special entitled Tiger King. What really went down? I watched it. It was here. It was all right. And similar programs are coming out and being developed. Yeah. So we're going to get more of that. On April 13th, Fox and TMZ aired an expose-style program called Tiger King, What Really Went Down. And while similar pieces have emerged on April 23rd and 24th, Nancy Grace conducted her own investigation. Ooh, Nancy Grace got yes. on it. Many believe additional programs will pop up if and when new developments in the Joe Exotic story unfold. And you know that's going to happen. Yeah. You know it's going to happen. You got to wait and see what else happens. I do like the idea of Kate McKinnon being Carol Feltz, just because I perfect. love Kate McKinnon Man. so much. I heard Tara Reid was being cast as Carol Baskin, too. No I, way. That may be the Nicolas Cage that one. starry-eyed she, look. Like, that is like an even better casting, really. Yeah. Like she could do the kind of like crazy, crazy. has the look. <laughs> like, yes, she's, I think. I don't even know what Tara Reid like, looks like these days. Sharknado. She's been around. Oh. She had a... She did reality like, TV show. She did like for a 17 sec. Sharknados. <laughs> I guess I just didn't catch all those. What was her her reality show where she had the club in the islands? You saw that one, right? That's Lindsay Lohan. Almost oh. positive that's Lindsay Lohan. I was Lohan. way off. Yeah, I definitely saw that one, of course. And it, I'm disgusted <laughs> to the core that, like, I love that Blake. I, I, I know. Not, not I, 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 how do I even know that? I, it, like, I'm bothered like, that I know that. Lindsay Lohan and her bar in Greece. I hope yeah. that I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope that I'm wrong. Way off. I'd love a comment on this episode being like, no, no, no. It wasn't Lohan. <laughs> 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 Lastly, I don't know if we've talked about this, but you know, there's a sequel coming out to Labyrinth. 
Like you know, confirmed. It, it's confirmed. A sequel to Jim Henson's '80s classic *Labyrinth* is in the works at TriStar Pictures, and the Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson has reportedly signed on to helm the project. There are Henson's involved. That's what I don't like about it. I was hoping it would be more of like a Tim Burton or like something darker or like maybe more twisted pictures. Um, but we got TriStar and we got the Hensons. Scott Derrickson recently parted ways with the Marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences, but the filmmaker has now signed on to direct another sequel set in a mind-bending alternate dimension. According to Deadline, the director will take the helm of the sequel to Jim Henson's Labyrinth for Sony-owned studio TriStar Pictures. Although it received something of a mixed reception upon its release, the original film has since gone on to achieve cult status, and we've seen various spin-offs, comics, books, and video games over the years. There's also an annual fan masquerade Ball, oh, yeah. which is considered one of the largest of its kind in the world. Maggie Levin, Into the Dark, Can we My go Valentine. To the ball, please? She's going to write the script while the Jim Henson's companies, Brian and Lisa Henson, will produce. I like that it's still, I mean, they did mm. it They did it weird and dark before. Mm. Why wouldn't they do that again? Derrickson is also executive producing with his frequent collaborator, C. Robert Cargill. Tyler, what do you think about this? Who's. I mean, are you are you going to be excited about Labyrinth, the sequel? I don't know if it's a reboot. I don't know if it's a sequel. My apprehension is the Henson aspect. I don't want more puppets. I don't. Like I, I don't want throwing their heads in the air and singing. No, no, we needed to like. I didn't like the first one. So you, I might have been one of the only ones. So you have no nostalgia factor for this. You no. thought the first who's one was bad. The second the one's going to be worse. That's Labyrinth. Who's going to be the I goblin? King. I mean, it could only get better, but it's still not down my alley of shit I want to see. Let's talk about some weird choices for Goblin King. Didn't you heard uh, Robert Pattinson? I did. Is and a I rumor for Goblin King? Did so you not? I did that's hear that. I like him better for Goblin King than Batman. Totally. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, he's for he's Batman? the wrong fucking the, choice for Batman. I'm still a little sick about that. I don't know. I, I want to be proven him wrong. In Twilight, so it's hard for me to. Think I'd rather of him see Michael Keaton else. again as an old man Batman. <laughs> Hell <Dust> yeah! <laughs> exactly. Like he's still at it. Like dust yeah. off your cape. Let's go. He's like, yeah, I'm totally down. I'm for doing that. blood transfusions. I'm doing all kinds of shit I to keep myself young. I just don't know if Robert young. Pattinson has like that, like you know what? David Bowie, like. Yeah. Like, he's certainly, like, strange in his own way, but he's more like Twilight Strange. Like, Labyrinth Strange is a very different... What about, like, James way. Franco? I'm, I want to lean in, like, a James Franco, Johnny I Depp kind of way. I could see him get weird. D- Johnny Depp. Depp could definitely get weird. I want to see James do it over Johnny. Me too. Johnny's done too many things like that and kind of... We know that he, he Willy Wonka. He can't, he can't it, do like, it without Tim Burton or, like... For sure. I feel yeah. like James Franco could do, like, a kind of a different kind of weird and... See, I actually could, I could see James Franco, Robert Pattinson. Maybe I just haven't seen enough Robert Pattinson to know. I don't know. What he can do, but I would need him to like really bust out of a shell. I just feel like he said like three words in like seven Twilight movies. That's true. And just gave like a a Robert Pattinson look. So I'm just going to need like more. (laughs) That's true. Look at my jawline. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Last headline here. Is he going to be wearing the leotard? (laughs) Are we going to get an hour and a half of cock and nuts? If that's really the question. That's the only, like, if, we, if we have Muppets and Nuts, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> we should have left that in the 80s. Last headline. I saved the best for last. Dottie did not drop the ball on purpose. Like, get out of here. There's no way she did it Whatever. on purpose. I'm done. I want to start this shit again. Done. Save that for next time. Wrong again, <laughs> sir. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy. Cheers. Don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. And be crunchy to one another. 
please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. Oh, that that's, sounded so gross. That's, uh, Bill that's your dog yakking no. on the floor. Wow. Is that tuna is it or is bad? It it's Bill. Yeah. There's more right next to me. I mean, she's yakking on my shoes <laughs> as we speak. No. I could feel it running down my leg. What do you feed your dog? <laughs> dog food. Why? She's miserable. <laughs>